What's up, fam? This your boy, John Bacon, with another segment of Bacon Bits Podcast, where we desire for you to take the bits of information and immediately apply them to your life for success. The ground rules for our podcast is that it will always be encouraging, uplifting, and informative. The areas of life that we will be talking about on the Bacon Bits Podcast is dealing with having a balanced life. You guys know I love talking about balance, man. I just believe you should have a whole life, not just a piece of a life. So what we're going to be talking about on this podcast right now is conflict solutions. I hate having conflict. I do. I know we're going to have to have it. That's that's just a part of life. But we don't have to keep resolving it over and over and over again. So at the beginning of every one of my podcasts, excuse me. Uh, I always want you to say them five words out loud while you're driving, while you're in the house, whatever it may be. Say them out loud, please. Say valuable. Information applied equals success. Man, I don't care how much you know about money, saving money, investing money, uh, making money. All I'm going to ask you is this one question. Let me see your bank account. I don't care how much you say you love your mom and daddy, sister and brother, aunties, uncles, nephews, nieces, cousins, grandmama, granddaddy, husbands, wives, kids. I don't care how much you say that. I'm going to go to them and ask them how much you really love them. I don't care how much you say you know about taking care of your body and eating right and making sure you exercise and getting proper rest. All I'm going to do is look at your health. I don't care how much you know about this subject, that subject, and man, I'm supposed to go back to school, get my degree, all that. All I'm going to do is look at your life and see, is he really living the thing that he's saying? Spiritually, we all know, man, there's a creator, and man, we love God, man, we should be doing what he asked us to do, all that. That's sweet. Uh, All I'm going to do is look at your life and see if you're actually living it. Not being judgmental, but whatever we talk about, we should be living the very thing that we're talking about. So what we're going to be talking about today is conflict solutions, man. I hate having conflict, but we have to have it. <laughs> it's just a part of life, man, because we all don't agree on the same thing, believe the same thing. There's going to probably be a lot of stuff on this podcast you won't agree with, but it's what I'm still going to love you and we're going to keep it moving. So question number one when it's dealing with conflict is I want you to ask yourself the question, is it worth it? About 50% of the conflict that we get in with ourselves, man, and with others, it ain't even worth it, man. It's not. We, we be overdoing it with the conflict. So let me, let me give you an example. I like, I like always using playful examples. So my wife wants a red car. I want a blue car. Does the color of the car make it drive any differently? Mm-mm. So what we going to do is, because she wants a red car and I want a blue car, we're going to get a purple car. Because, you know, red and blue together is purple. So, yeah, we're going to get a purple car. Yeah, it, it, the, the color car don't make it drive no different, man. The stuff that we be arguing about in, in our marriages with our kids and a lot of times at, in our jobs, we be overdoing it, man. A lot of this stuff don't even make, make no sense. It ain't even worth arguing about it. We should just let it go. There's some stuff that is worth fighting for. So that's where you're going to have the conflict. So if this stuff that we're about to argue with and about is worth it, let's get to question number two. Question number two is I want you to stick to the point. We live in a day and age right now, man, where we easily get distracted, easily get distracted. So when you get a chance, I want you to do this playful little exercise. 
you ain't got to tell the person that you're in a relationship with or who you're having a discussion with or anything about what's going on. So what I want you to do is I want you to look at the clock and say, okay, right now is whatever time it is. And I want you to say now. So I want you to look at your watch, see what time it is. And I want you to start, keep on talking with the person that you're talking with for five minutes, just five minutes. And then I want you to say to yourself, stop. And then I want you to say now, okay, what are we talking about now? Let's backtrack and see what we were talking about five minutes ago. I guarantee you the subject is going to be totally different. It's because we just can't stay on track with keeping our mindset on one individual thing, usually for a long period of time. So anytime you have conflict, we need to stick to the point of what the conflict is all about. That is extremely important. We don't want to be all over everywhere and, and doing everything. We want to get what solve this conflict right now, get some resolution to it, some solution, not a resolution, just get some solution to it and be done with it. So after we are sticking to the point, now this is where the rubber hits the road, as they say. Point number three is getting to the root of the problem. Getting to the root of the problem, man. And that's where it don't feel good. It don't feel good. I know that for a fact. It does not feel good to get to the root of some issues in our lives. So I'm going to be honest and transparent and tell you about one of mine. So I didn't have the greatest relationship with my dad. Did not. And, you know, it, it, it was what it was. And I can honestly say at the end of our relationship, uh, when I, I was 21, he passed away. So I moved to Tucson, Arizona on August the 11th and on August the 31st of the same year, 1988, he passed away. Now, we were at our closest at that time. But I can honestly say, as far as I can remember, in the 21 years that I was alive at that time, I might have only seen my dad maybe about six months. I mean, uh, yeah, maybe six months. And I think I'm stretching it with that. So we're looking at 180 days compared to 21 years of your existence. Wasn't there. Now, when my dad passed away, uh, I still had some unresolved conflict within me. So from 21 to 30, I'm still blaming my dad for the bad choices I was making in my life. So I used to have an anger problem really bad, man. I used to have an anger problem really bad. So I would uh, shed a tear, a tear would run down my face, and then I would see red. No, I didn't black out. I would see red. And after I would see red, I would be, after I'm coming back to myself and I can, you know, articulate what I was going through at that moment, I was on top of people beating the hell out of them. Don't, don't uh, justify that. It just was what it was. Had an anger problem really bad. So I took anger management classes when I was 30. But I was carrying around a corpse of my dad from 21 to 30. I was carrying around unresolved resentment, bitterness, anger, all that for nine years, y'all. So I want you to imagine carrying around a dead body in your mind for nine years. Until I finally got to the point where I couldn't I couldn't blame my dad no more for what I was doing. Uh, me uh, treating women not at the best. Uh, that was my fault. Me not uh, being able to articulate my feelings and my uh, emotions at that time, uh, that wasn't his fault. Uh, me not learning all of the things that I should have learned as a man, even though I kept blaming him. After I turned 18, that was my fault. 
I finally got to the point where I had to get to the, the root of my bitterness, which was with my dad. I had to resolve that, let that thing go and move on with my life. 30 was a big age for me, man. That was a wake up call for a lot of stuff. As you've heard in the previous broadcast, that's when I learned what my goals, I mean, my dreams, my passion was in life. That's when I took my anger management classes, resolved some issues. So 30 was a, a huge year for me. Get to the root of the issues of what you're actually dealing with. I'm going to use a playful example. So me and my wife, uh, we brushing our teeth and my wife squeezes the toothpaste from the bottom to the top. Okay. I like squeezing it in the middle. The little squishy, squishy part. I don't know why I do it, but I just do it. I just love it because it makes me feel, you know, like I got a lot of toothpaste if I squeeze it in the middle. Now, she squeezes it from the bottom to the top so that we can get all the toothpaste out of the tube. Sweet. The reason why she squeezes the toothpaste from the bottom to the top is because we can save money. Because, you know, if you use all the toothpaste over the course of time, you would have saved money. The reason why she wants us to save money is so I can take her out to dinner. Ooh, yeah, spending some time with my habanero sugar. Now, the reason why she wants us to go out to dinner is so we can spend quality time together. We started arguing about toothpaste. What was the root of the problem? Quality time. So uh, it's good to know that when, you know, usually typically when a woman, when a woman says, you know, I'd be like, hey, babe, what's going on? She said, oh, life is all right. It's, it's OK. It's all right. Usually it's a little something that's a little bit deeper than that. So it's good for you to go and dig deeper and get to the root of whatever has happened, not just blow it off and say, OK, that's what she said. That's what it's going to be. Get a little bit deeper into the root of whatever that issue is that might be happening. Now, point number four in the process of conflict solutions, and this is when you have conflict within yourself. Uh, point number four is don't character assassinate. I like saying don't character assassinate and uh, uh, another way to say it is don't self-sabotage. So uh, me working at a drug and alcohol facility, uh, I'm always trying to retrain the people's heart thought process. Because I believe all your decisions is made in your heart. I'm, I'm past that head thing. We, we got to get to that heart. So always tell them this. And for you that's listening to this podcast right now, I can guarantee you from the bottom of my heart. 2022 can be the most phenomenal year you've ever had. If you're listening to this in 2022, it can be the most phenomenal year you've ever had. Yes, we got six months left and then this year can be phenomenal. But what I don't want to happen is when all these phenomenal opportunities come up, you don't self-sabotage the opportunity. So just imagine I came up to you with a Rolex. I like watches. I came up to you with a Rolex and I and I tried to give you a Rolex. And what a lot of people would do, about 80%, because you don't know me, I'm just coming up to hand you a Rolex. A lot of you, 80% or more, would ask, what's the catch? I might be trying to just give you the Rolex so you can enjoy it, because I believe in a beautiful watch. Oh my God, I just, ooh, time pieces are beautiful. I'm just giving you the watch because I feel like sharing and, and being a blessing to you and just giving you something. You'd be like, I don't deserve that watch. I don't need that watch. That watch is too expensive. Man, you could just gave me a little Timex and gave me the money from the, how much that Rolex <laughs> costs. You'd be like, no, nah, man. I just want you to enjoy this watch because I think it's just a beautiful timepiece. How many people would self-sabotage that opportunity? Somebody wants to give you a job this year of doing what it is that you love to do. I mean, you love it, man. We talked about it with the passion 
episode. Man, you love doing this thing. And then it's going to be this question they typically ask you in an interview. What negative or uh, uh, bad thing that you do that would cause you not to be an awesome worker at this job? And the sad part is a lot of people would actually be trying to figure out what is that thing that will stop them from being an awesome worker at that job. What I want you to do is I want you to take something that that's considered negative and I want you to flip it on. Them. I want you to say, well, you know, the one thing maybe that, you know, I might not be good at is 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 I'm very dogmatic on trying to do a good job. I'm very dogmatic, you know, so so where some people might give up, you know, I'm going to stay there and end up doing and completing the task that's at hand. I don't want you telling them that negative about yourself. I want you to flip the script and tell them, you know, something that they probably thought was bad and you make it good. Yeah. Don't self-sabotage your opportunity. Man, when I first met my habanero sugar, oh, my God. Yeah, she makes me sing. I ain't going to lie to you. This woman is my everything. Besides my relationship with Jesus, the greatest thing that's ever happened to me was my beautiful habanero sugar, Diana Bacon. Now. When me and her first started dating, man, literally on the first date, I'm whispering because my mother-in-law's in the other room. <laughs> we talked about getting married on the first date, man. I ain't even lying. First date, I was like, oh, my God, this is the woman. I just got to have her. I got to have her. I got to have her. And then about three months into the relationship, man, me and her started bucking. You'd be like, wait, how did y'all go from talking about getting married on the first date to three months into the relationship? Y'all started bucking. Well, what happened was... I had been married for 10 years in my first marriage and my wife cheated on me. Come to find out, my wife had been married for 10 years and her husband cheated on her. So you know what happened? I was trying to put on her what I thought for what my ex did and she tried to put on me what her ex did to her. And we had to get past that to finally say, you know what, uh-uh, you ain't that person. I, had, I deserve to be in this loving relationship and I'm going to be in this relationship. And probably by the time this podcast, podcast air, uh, it's going to be our 13th year anniversary. And I am so grateful that we, we beat ourselves up and got past each other so we can say, you know what? I deserve to be in this relationship. I was not going to sabotage this opportunity of saying, uh-uh, I don't deserve her. She's going to do me like, uh-uh. I said to myself, I'm getting this. I'm getting this woman. I'm, I'm a, and I stalked her. <laughs> yes, I did. You can ask my wife anytime you see her in person. How did we meet? I, yeah, I stalked my wife. I stalked her because I had to have her. Yes, and I'm very grateful I did. I was not going to character assassinate or self-sabotage this opportunity. I was going to get this woman. I was going to get her. Point number five when you're dealing with conflict solutions is don't mind read. Yes, I, I said it. There are some people out there that's listening to this podcast. You guys be making my head hurt because y'all think so much. Don't overthink the situation. Whatever is going to happen in that conflict, let that that be resolved in that time frame right there. Don't overthink it. Don't prolong the conflict. Don't go back into your corner and be like, well, if she say this, I'm going to say that. If he say this, I'm going to say that. They better not say this because I'm going to say that. So you you, you, are, you over in the corner practicing what you're going to do with conflict. And then by the time the conflict happened, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to be like, hey, how much of that stuff that you practice over there in the corner actually came up in the conflict? And you're going to say about, oh, about probably about 10 or 15%. So you mean to tell me you wasted 85 to 90% of your time trying to figure out what you thought that other person was going to say and they ain't even say it. 
You made my head hurt with all that overthinking. Come on now. So what you're supposed to do is don't mind, Reed. Anytime you're about to get into that conflict, just go ahead and deal with the issues that's at hand at that moment. Don't overthink it, man, because it's, it's just a waste of time. It really is. It brings a whole lot more anxiety, bitterness, worry, strife, all that stuff. If we overthink the situation while we're in the conflict. Point number six is don't let the sun go down. Yes, for those Bible scholars out there, that is, that's, that's scripture. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Man, anytime you have conflict, deal with that conflict that day. Please don't prolong it. Don't prolong it. Because one of the things that happens is when we go to bed angry, our brains don't shut off. So what's happening is while you tossing and turning at night, your brain is trying to figure out new ways of how to go off on that person in the morning when you wake up. You wake up in the morning, you be like, how you doing? Damn it, you know it ain't no good morning. You know what happened last night. And, we, and here we go, just going in, arguing, acting a fool. Secondly, it was something that happened in my life twice that, that was uh, mind-blowing for me about don't let, this, don't let the sun go down. I, I'm, this point right here, out of all the points, is, is pivotal for me. So one time I was in this class teaching in the psych ward because I've, I've worked in the psych ward. I've worked in drug and alcohol facilities, and I've worked with people. We call it now on the spectrum, but autism back then. So I love people. I love helping people. So I was at the, the psych ward and one time I was in the middle of a class and I heard God say this as clear as day. This is one of them God moments. I heard God say, there's somebody that's in this room that soon as this group is over, you need to go to the phone, call your loved one and say, I'm sorry. Immediately. So, you know, so everybody get credit. We did. We finished the class. And I'll never forget it. This 18 year old girl went to the, the phone. You know, this is a little bit. But we had to have, you know, in the cycle war, so you can't have long phone cords. So she had a little, she got the little phone and she called her uncle who she was in an argument with. She called her uncle and she asked her uncle for forgiveness. Her uncle immediately forgave her, which automatically took a lot of stress and anxiety that she was dealing with. But let me tell you what happened. So I eavesdropped on her conversation. And then all of a sudden on the other end of the phone, we heard hollering. And I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. They just got through resolving their conflict or whatever they had going on. And she was able to give, get a chance to ask her uncle for forgiveness. Come to find out right after she asked her uncle for forgiveness, he gave the phone back to his wife who was sitting next to him in his hospital bed. And he had a stroke. Immediately after she asked him for forgiveness. Now, people always ask me the story. John, what happened at the end? Uh, let me help you out. I don't need to know what happened at the end. She was able to ask her uncle for forgiveness before he had his stroke. Because can you imagine that he would have had his stroke and died and she would have never got a chance to say, I'm sorry. That girl would have carried that around for the rest of her life. That she never got a chance to ask her uncle for forgiveness. Second story. I was teaching this actual class right here, Conflict Solutions, and this point came up. And this dude, can't remember his name, but he came and he said, John, dude, you can't be teaching this class right now. I said, man, what you talking about, bro? He said, listen here. He said, three nights ago, me and my beautiful girlfriend, who was my fiance at the time, we went to bed on good terms and everything was phenomenal. He said we was living a good life. And that was three nights ago. He said, the next morning when I woke up, she was next to me in the bed dead. 
It wasn't from no drug overdose. It wasn't from no alcohol poisoning. She just died. And he said, man, I can only imagine if we would have went to bed mad at each other. And then I would have woke up to that. He said, I'm already hurting. I'm already grieving. I'm already. And I said, you better get to crying. Let them crocodile tears fall. Let that snot be running. I want you to grieve. I'm a firm believer in grieving. I'm a firm believer in that. You better not hold it. Be strong. Be a man. Be all, Kill all that noise. Go ahead and get them tears out. And let that, let them, that, that's not run. But just imagine if he would have woke up in the morning, she was dead, and they would have went to bed arguing that night. He had already told me, he said, John, about it. Woke up in that state and been in, and that would have happened. He said, man, I was going off myself. I was like, good God, man. But it was that serious that he had a chance. At least he went to bed knowing that him and his girl, you know, they was on good terms. Yeah, they, guess what? It's still going to be painful. Uh, uh, bro, take as long as you need to degree. Get that, get, get it on, get it on, get it on. But if they would have went to bed mad at each other and she would have died, man, only can imagine what would have happened. That's point six. And then point seven is love keeps no records. Love keeps no records. Man, remember the first question was, it's worth it. So if I'm in a relationship with a person and it's my mom, dad, sister, brother, aunties, uncles, nephews, nieces, cousins, grandma, granddaddy, husband, wives, kids, best friend. <laughs> if I'm in a relationship with them, it's worth it, man. So ain't no sense of me cussing, acting fool, going on off, doing all that. This relationship is worth it. And it's also worth me not holding a grudge and keeping a running tab on the very bad things that they keep doing to me. I ain't got to hang with them. If they keep on doing it, that means there's some there's some self-love that they ain't dealing with that they need to deal with because you wouldn't hold a grudge against people because it eats you up. And then secondly, they don't respect you. So I, I don't want to hang with them in the first place anyway. So love keeps no records. So let me show you how this works. So I'm just going to say, for instance, uh, me and my wife, we had a disagreement. Three weeks ago, just using an analogy, me and her usually almost never fight. So we had a disagreement three weeks ago. So we solved that issue three weeks ago. Beautiful. We, we dealt with it. It was awesome. Phenomenal. We got it out the way. We, we back in love and we doing our thing. And then so yesterday we got into an argument. And she said, John, you remember three weeks ago? We was at McDonald's. You ordered a number one with a Diet Coke, and you said, don't put all that extra sauce on there. You wanted a medium fry. You told them, don't put no salt on your fries. And you said, and you'd be like, wait, she remember what I was wearing? She remember what I ordered at McDonald's? She told me what I was ordering, and then she broke down what the argument was about? That means she was holding a grudge. And what had happened is, I like to say this, uh, three weeks ago, do you remember us resolving that issue? Yeah, so we ain't going to have that be brought up into our argument today that's really important we got to make sure when we let go of stuff and we resolve stuff let that stay solved don't bring that stuff back up no more don't keep repeating the same thing over and over again let go of that issue that was holding on and let's just deal with the conflict that we have right now so as we wrap this up i got a question to ask you guys out of them seven points that we just talked about, and I'll rehash them again. Point number one is, is it worth it to be in this conflict? Point number two is stick to the point. Point number three is get to the root. Point number four is don't character assassinate or self-sabotage. Point number five is don't mind read. Point number six is... Uh, don't let the sun go down resolve your issues when you first have them and then seven is love keeps no records 
out of these seven points that we spoke about today when it comes to conflict solutions, which one do you need to work on in your life right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. say it out loud. Okay, all right, yeah. Now, the one thing I do not want you to say, because when I'm teaching this class, boy, I'll be like, I'm going to let y'all answer any other kind of answer that you want to say, but you better not answer this way. John, I need to deal with all seven points. I'll be like, listen here, that's, that's too overwhelming. <laughs> that, that you, we can't do them all at the same time. I need you to work on one point at a time, and then as soon as you get that fixed and you ain't, you know, uh, constantly holding bitterness holding in the grudge you let that go now let's work on the next point but don't tell me all seven points because what ends up happening is if you say all seven points you need to work on you're so overwhelmed you won't work on none of it so i want you to work on one thing at a time when it comes to learning how to deal with conflict this is your boy john bacon with another segment of bacon bits i ain't got nothing but love for you class dismissed